Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus on this fourth Sunday of Advent. I'm Father Tom Burke. Back in 1950, the Sisters of St. Francis started teaching students in Whitehall in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. They began in grades first through fourth and kept adding grades. By 1966, there were two dozen classrooms. Today, 70 years later, St. Gabriel the Sorrowful Virgin Catholic School continues to provide a quality, gospel-centered education to students in grades pre-K through 8th grade. St. Gabe's has a solid reputation for academic, athletic, and extracurricular excellence and has a strong support from parishioners. Their mission statement says, quote, Christ is the reason for this school. He is the unseen but ever-present teacher in its classes the model of its faculty, and the inspiration of its students. Joining us to talk about St. Gabriel's School and its achievements and challenges is the Principal, Dawn Militzer. Dawn, welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you, Father. It's a pleasure to be here. And thanks for being with us uh, this Sunday, uh, right before Christmas. We have a, a great week coming up. Dawn, you've been an administrator in the diocese for the last 10 years, and no doubt you've never experienced a year like this one in 2020, uh, teaching during a pandemic. How are you keeping everyone safe and the students uh, keep on learning? Well, I think you said the key word there. I think I I finished an email yesterday to all our parents, uh, Father, with, uh, you know, 2020 continues to be 2020, and... uh, expect the strange and it, it's definitely uh been one of those kind of years where strange things happen and you know our biggest goal as a diocese from the beginning of the pandemic though is as we changed everything into a cyber learning in march our biggest goal from march on then was how do we get these kids back into the classroom safe and we saw the importance of the diocese and not just our diocese but diocese throughout the country uh saw the importance of getting kids in in in-person learning Uh, and you know that was our biggest goal so we spent the entire you know from March on just working with local health officials and and our experts and and doing everything we can to make sure we have a safe environment for the students and you know that that was our main goal from March on and and I think we did pretty good with it as far as we were able to start in September Uh, most of the schools in the diocese have, have you know, we've all had issues here and there, as you expect, uh, but we've handled them well and kept our people safe. And like I said, most importantly, kept them learning in person. Uh, whereas as good as our staff did an amazing job going back to the cyber uh, and, and transitioning to that, 
But I think, again, just the, the goal of the in-person was, was huge, and it, was, it took a lot of people working together with uh, some knowledgeable people and, and local officials to make sure we can make it happen. I think it's been pretty successful to this point, for sure. Most definitely. And it's a learning process as you go, you know, and you continue to improve. Now, cyber learning was vital back in the spring and is still being a big part of your curriculum. Um, how do you make that work? Well, I think it, it, the biggest part of it with anything is just communication. And, and we did a great job as, as a staff at St. Gabriel's just communicating with our families. Our, our teachers jumped right on. They only had a couple of days to, to transition this. And you saw in other areas where it took months before they were able to get anything going. We were up and running the following week uh, once the you know announcement was made by the governor uh, to shut everything down for the remainder of the year. With you know a week later, we were up and running with with certain things, and it was a learning experience. There was things that we improved on as it went, and I thought in the spring it was pretty successful. A lot of it it was a combination of kids doing some at home work, teachers posting assignments, uh, Google Classroom became everybody's best friend. So, you know, we utilize those kind of technologies and Zoom and some of the other things early on, and we progressed with it as we went. So uh, we started adding live instruction and things like that as we went on. But the communication piece was the big thing. The, the parents were just happy that the teachers were communicating. I mean, I can't tell you how many times um, teachers, we were dropping materials off. I was driving iPads around the kids. Uh, you know, that was the biggest challenge was just getting devices uh, but but all in all, everybody just rallied. And then the biggest thing after that was, you know, the coach in me was saying, we did this successfully. But it, over the summer, our goal was, okay, it was good, but how do we improve on it for the fall? So then we spent the summer working on ways to improve on it in the fall because obviously we had some, some families. We gave them the option to do in-person or remote learning, and, and we had some families that decided to do the remote learning. And we also have some that have to transition back and forth due to quarantine and things like that. So we've been adding it into the classroom, too, and same thing there. You know, it was September, the first couple of weeks, it's a little rocky because you're doing something you've never done before, but our teachers are just, uh, they're hitting it with stride now with the, the live streaming and those things uh, for students that have to learn from home doing this. Mm-hmm. And kudos so to it's your just about experimenting. Yeah. yeah, it's just about experimenting and, and getting better and, and, you know, being willing to, to being willing and open to change. Yeah, absolutely. And you, like you said, just dive into it. And then obviously there's always room for improvement and, you know, kudos to your faculty and staff and, and the families for being, you know, so, so flexible and especially in these very trying times. Now this past Tuesday, December 15th, St. Gabe's held a Christmas program and you tapped into the technology to help to connect uh, families to that experience. What did you do? Well, it, it, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it was an it was an interesting two hours yesterday. Uh, you know, we uh, my biggest thing for these kids is we're trying to keep this as fun as can be. You know, this whole week was filled with, you know, uh, ugly Christmas sweater day and and you know Santa hat days and th- and things like that. So we wanted to we've we've been trying to do everything we can within the rules and regulations. So my thing was I definitely wanted our kindergarten, first and second graders have always traditionally done a Christmas program. So I wanted to do that again. So we decided to utilize the parish uh, YouTube station. Uh, we tried live streaming, but it, as happens, as, as I say, 2020 continues to 2020. Uh, everything worked perfect except the sound. So the first uh, 20 minutes of the program, we were getting a lot of phone calls and messages on, on the YouTube page that the sound wasn't working. Uh, but I reached out to the parents and said, hey, we're recording it. 
just please, please be patient. And, you know, a lot of nice comments, they just like seeing them and things like that. But uh, as, as it happens, technology doesn't always cooperate. Great thing is this, just this, just before we started talking, I got an email from uh, our videographer guys for the, from the Paris who do an amazing job. And, and they, the sound is just fantastic. They, they, it was just some kind of bug with the YouTube. Uh, so we weren't able to do it live, but I think the parents are going to be pretty excited when I send this video out today because oh, just, it's tremendous. And just seeing the kids and their excitement, uh, you know, I think at one point uh, one of the little boys uh, was was saying uh, you could hear the microphone was catching them talking, and that was just as cute as the singing, you know. And the one little boy was talking about, I bet you they want an encore. We should give them an encore. So it was um, it, it was just exciting to see them uh, and see this through the eyes of a child rather than like, I think as adults, we get so caught up in, you, you know, trying to make everything right. But to, right. to see that we were still able to keep some things normal for these kids and fun, it, it was a great thing to see. And I mean, even though the sound would maybe been a little bit tricky, you know, earlier uh, during the week, it's just, you just kind of go with the flow and, and you laugh and you, you improve on that. And, Flexibility is a big word for this year, and nothing's perfect, but, hey, as long as you're trying, you're thinking outside the box, making something special for the kids and the families, you know, all you can do is try, and you'll learn from that. Now, you have, you've coached football for many years, and it's in your blood, right. and you're an excellent coach, and with the extracurricular activity suspended, including winter sports this year, how are the students and the coaches handling that? Because that, that's tough, you know, to say, hey, we're not playing well, yeah, I definitely have a unique, uh, um, you know, perspective on it, Father. And, and mm-hmm. you know, this will be – if I ever get to coach this season, we're supposed to play in the spring, this will be my 18th year coaching football. And wow. I've coached from the high school level and all the way up through the college level, currently at Robert Morris, which is a Division One football school. And I've just watched the impact it had on, on my guys and my players. And, and it's been tough on those guys and, you know, the guys in the, from in the college level. So – uh, it's been difficult, and especially at St. Gabriel's. I mean, just last year, the week before the pandemic, our girls' varsity basketball team uh, was the state runner-up. You know, they won the diocesan tournament and went all the way to the state finals. And you talk about excitement and the community rallying behind things. You know, St. Gabe's is a very, very proud sports school. Uh, mm-hmm. Basketball, uh, volleyball, soccer, you name it. We can go on and on, and, and they win a lot of trophies. All you have to do is go in our hallways and see the trophies, and, you know, we're one of, as a Catholic elementary school, uh, we have numerous students that have went on to play in the NHL, WNBA, uh, you know, received Division One scholarships, so it's a big part of our, our school, uh, but I would say it's like anything else. The biggest thing I would compliment our, our, our athletic director on and all of our coaches, all of our players, they understood from the beginning that the goal of this was to keep five-day instruction. So while they were bummed and while some of the kids were bummed, you know, they, they understand they're, they're so happy to be in school, they didn't want to jeopardize that. So I give it, it's really a credit uh, to everybody within that program to kind of be able to put things in perspective and, and understand that we're going to get to play at some point. Uh, let's just uh, take a deep breath and you know, make sure that everybody's safe. So I, so I would say that Pat Joyce, who is my athletic director, his leadership on that was tremendous. I mean, just talking to the coaches, and, and Pat did an amazing job talking to the coaches, and, and, and I talked to the kids a lot about it. And You know, we're hoping we can get going here in January at some point with basketball, 
Um, but either way, you know, the kids were the, – the goal was to remain focused on keeping the schools open and safe. And, it, again, that's a credit to the, the parents and, and the coaches and the kids for understanding that. Yeah, and, and mo- most families, you know, they want their, their kids in school classroom. You know, it's it's very hard to do virtual learning, especially for the little tykes, and the teachers want to be there, the principals, and uh, you just try to keep it safe, clean, and obviously uh, sports are on a pause, um, but you just have to be flexible and patient. Well, we have lots more to cover. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Bark, the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Point Breeze, Homewood, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor of St. Benedict the Moor Parish in the Hill District. And this morning, on this fourth Sunday of Advent in December, we are featuring St. Gabriel of the Sorrowful Virgin Catholic School in the borough of Whitehall. And with me this morning is the principal of St. Gabe's, Dawn Militzer. Now, Dawn, at the top of the show, um, we were talking about the uh, about the pandemic and things like that. I want to move into more about now the the, the heart and the mission of this school. Uh, tell you tell your prospective families that the Christian values that you work to develop in children, including tolerance and respect, and a need for friends, for acceptance, for security, and also reaching one's potential. How do you teach and reinforce uh, those values? Because that's so important. Oh, it's vitally important, and I think it just goes into Catholic education in general. Uh, As somebody that's been a part of Catholic education for pretty much my whole life, with my mother being a teacher and, and now a principal and you know, my, my daughter, Lily, is in third grade at Archangel Gabriel. My son, Trey, is in kindergarten. I, I value it more than you can imagine. And and, if, and I think you know me well enough, Father, to know that I'm definitely somebody that champions Catholic education. And, you know, that's the biggest part of it about it is we are able to spread those Christian values. And how important are they now? And I know not to go back to the pandemic here, but, you know, as we've been through these past months, uh, few months, we're all relying on our faith to get us through this. And, you know, we're able to do that in our setting. We're able to get the, get the kids to focus on uh, God and trusting God and, you know, trusting that he's doing the right thing for us and protecting us. So I think that's been so huge these past few months. But when the kids arrive at our school, one of the first things I tell prospective parents is, uh, and I got this from, you know, Sister Norma, who I worked with a long time ago, at St. Simon of Jude, she was a wonderful principal, and she said, you know, not all these kids are angels yet, and they all make mistakes, and we have the same problems, and our kids have the same problems and face the same things as, as anybody in the public sector and things like that, but we're able to, the way we're able to talk about it and the way we're able to build a community of support around it is 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 just tremendous, and, that, and that's what we're able to do. We're allowed to talk about it differently. We're allowed to quote the Bible. We're allowed to, you know, really uh, teach the tolerance, the respect, and and the things that um, sometimes, you know, get get lost in the shuffle in other situations. So I think we really focus on the improvement of each child. Uh, we're able to really look at each child and, and how different they are, and, and that's, that's, that's a Christian value right there. I think as a leader of, of your parish, you have to do that as well. Uh, so, so we definitely do that. So, so we really teach to each child and, and teach to each and really get to know each child. But again, I can't state enough. There, there's a different feeling when you're walking in the hallways and uh, you have uh, statues of the Virgin Mary and the Holy Family and things like that. That 
it, you know, it just sets the tone for uh, a community setting and a, a community setting where everybody cares about each other. And then the other things we do, like during the Advent seasons, uh, just last week we did a, we, we really preach uh, service to others, whether it's through community service, uh, volunteering time, talent, or treasures. We talk about a lot at St. Gabriel's, time, talent, and treasure. And, you know, we, we get our kids volunteering with the community. We deliver packages to the community. Uh, the, during Advent, we're doing dress-down days and things like that to benefit causes. Uh, we have a St. Vincent de Paul one scheduled for this week. Last week, we did uh, a fundraiser where we gathered uh, supplies, coloring books, stuffed animals. One of our first-grade students, uh, or second-grade students, Gia Barone, came up with this idea to put together packages for people in the nursing homes and uh, also in Children's Hospital, and we raised over $500 and put together hundreds of packages. So, you know, that's a big part of it, too, when you show that just teaching them to serve others and be there for others, too. So we we do all that. I mean, we could talk forever on that. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. The biggest thing is is it's just the, the ability to, really get to these kids and, and teach them about service and, and you know, the, the way we're able to incorporate the Bible and, and Christian values into each lesson is huge. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's so important. It's not just academics, but in a Catholic school setting and being a product of Catholic education myself and my sisters. And with you and your mom both being teachers and principals, you know, mother, son, uh, relationship now you're passing that tradition on to your children now too um that's it's christ centered and that's that's the whole heart of the gospel message it's not just the um the best technology or uh the best academics it's the, it's it's the whole package uh service well, christ centered and in teaching that to the kids now at St. Gabriel yeah, school mm-hmm. the, the clergy the administration the faculty and the parents they all work together on four purposes to deliver the gospel message, to give service, build community, and also to worship. How do you measure that impact of that effort to put all four into one package? Walk into our building and you'll see the ability of what it is. I mean, I've had numerous. We've had a lot of, we've had to be very creative to make sure we can find a lot of substitute teachers this year. And Mm -hmm. when they walk into the building and I have substitute teachers that are saying to me, I just love it here. It's because of the atmosphere we've built, and uh, it's all of those together, uh, you know, it's the parents and how much they care about this place. It's the faculty and their buy-in. But we have great leadership at at St. Gabriel's. Uh, You know, yesterday when you see the video, uh, two of our assistants, Father Mike and Father uh, John Hisrich, are on the video, you know, praying and, and thanking them. Father John Skirdich is a champion for our school. Great and a champion yeah. for Catholic education. It, Father H. teaches religion classes <laughs> almost every day in our building. I mean, these guys are ever-present, and when you have that, it helps build that community. And then you have parents that, you know, uh, I mean, their whole they wake up every day figuring out ways to raise money for the school and, and do things like that, just as our faculty does. And, you know, how do I measure the impact? I measure it, measure it in the atmosphere that we've created. And and I can certainly tell you, almost everybody that walks in our building, there's something special about it. And, you know, you hate to say a building's important, but for whatever reason, when you walk in our building, maybe it's just the atmosphere. Um, but whenever you walk in there, you feel the difference and you feel the love and you feel the community. And 
So I, I don't. I, I wish I could tell you exactly how we did it, but I think it's just positive and keeping it Christ central and, and keeping everybody involved. But it starts from the top, and our leadership at the top at St. Gabriel's with with uh, with those men is, is phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, I know all three of your priests there, and uh, I worked with um, Father John Skirdich when he was in uh, Forest Hills, and I was in Braddock. Uh, we were pastors, and. I know he loves uh, Catholic education, as Father Hisrich does, too. And, you know, and, and that's so important uh, for priests to still be present, even though um, with the groupings and the new merged parishes, uh, just walking the halls, having school masses, the clergy still are present. And, um, and we, you know, you just roll up your sleeves and, and be, be present to the students and the faculty and, and the staff and the parents, and, and that's what it's all about. We only have about a minute and a half left. Uh, for the parents and grandparents who may be interested in learning more about St. Gabriel of the Sorrowful Virgin Catholic School in Whitehall and per- perhaps setting up a tour uh, for the new year, how can they connect with you? Uh, the biggest, the biggest, the easiest way now is through email. It's, it's my last name, Militzer, M-I-L-I-T-Z-E-R, at stgabrielpgh.org. Uh, that you can email me there. Our phone number at the school is 412-882-3353. You can email or call, and, and we can talk some more. And we do virtual tours and everything like that now. And we also set up times to safely tour the school uh, if, if we need to do that as well. So we're looking forward to the new year when we can start accepting registrations for the following year. So that's all coming soon. So uh, you know, I, I'm a big phone call guy, Father, uh, mm-hmm. still, and, you know, I, I think that's the best way to get to know people when you, you talk to them. So email yet, and, and yeah, the email is great, but uh, definitely give a call to the school, uh, 412-882-3353. Okay, Don Militzer, Principal of St. Gates in Whitehall, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you, We'll Father. be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we're featuring the fourth Sunday of Advent in the Gospel of Luke. The angel Gabriel uh, announces to Mary that she will conceive and bear a son. Mary says, yes to God, may it be done to me according to your word. The Gospel of Luke portrays Mary as pondering, and she has numerous questions, but she's not afraid. She takes that leap of faith. God calls each of us to a mission Uh, from King David to Mary, that we are free to say yes or no to God, but hopefully we do dive in and say yes. And Advent, which we conclude uh, this week, signifies both the fear and hope. And the Christian lights remind us that that Christ is the light of the world. So as we celebrate uh, the birth of Christ this coming week, let us be joyful, and even with the pandemic, and uh, it's been a rough 2020. But Christ is the light of the war. Light overcomes darkness. So let's be grateful for that. And this coming uh, Christmas Eve at at midnight, tune in to KDK Radio at 12 midnight. I will be celebrating Mass at St. B. Church of St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the Point Breeze section of the city of Pittsburgh. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.